Art of the Kickstart, episode 56. Welcome to the theartofthekickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating and creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. I know you guys want to get into the interview, but before we do, I got to give a quick shout out to today's Art of the Kickstart podcast sponsor, eFulfillmentService.com, company helping e-commerce owners and crowdfunders get their products out. Hey guys, one of the biggest challenges and questions that I've been getting quite a bit from inventors and innovators out there, and just things I've seen from over 50 plus podcast interviews, is some of the challenges that people have when they're launching their Kickstarter campaign. They want to know, do they have everything ready? Is there anything they missed? So I just put together a checklist, 23 steps to make sure your Kickstarter campaign is absolutely ready to dominate when you launch. You guys can get that for free by going to artofthekickstart.com slash checklist. Just signing up and hopefully that will help you launch your campaign hassle-free and just get it off the ground and running smooth. Hey guys, welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Today, I'm pretty darn pumped to have Bastian Zagar, easily the coolest name of the podcast, on the line today to share his story of Olaf scooters, basically innovating and completely changing the way people move through the world. Thank you so much for coming today, Bastian. I'm excited to have you on. Hi, thanks for having me. And Bastian, we usually kick these interviews off with a life quote, a success quote, something you live by, you think others could learn from and enjoy. Got anything? Um... Nothing pops out of my head, so... <laughs> I like that. Nothing pops out of your head. You just kind of live in the moment. So I I want to get into Olaf. So the business. You guys, we were talking a little bit before the program. You recently funded, a week ago, you've raised $42,000 Canadian dollars for what I think to be a pretty cool product. Take us through the story of Olaf. Where did the idea come from? Share share a little bit. Oh, well, the the the... Real ideas always come out of the, out of the people people's needs. Um, what do they live by? What do they lack in their everyday life? And that the same was with me. When traveling um, around the world and spending a lot of times at airports, I needed something to come from the gate one to gate um, 120 within a few minutes, and. And a few years ago, I bought myself a similar product. And when spending hours at the airport, you have time to think about products, etc., etc. And actually there, the first sketches uh, popped out. How can I make this product better? In terms of mass, volume, stirability, foldability, uh, actually to improve the, the, the... the performance, the feedback, the experience that the user can commute. And that's how the, the business model uh, actually started. And when we had for next and a half, uh, year and a half, let's say a dozen of prototypes, then we already seen that, okay, this product is great, but we need something also for the city dwellers. For, for the city, for, for backpack use, 
for maybe um, school kids use something that would have a like a more flexible platform, a bit more longboard like, and that's how the the urban model starting uh, was starting. And uh, after three years of prototyping development, we are actually where we are at the moment. Developing is more or less more or less finished, production ready to go, and we are what six days till till the end of campaign. And you're building this. I love how you did it. You're at the airport and you have that issue everyone has. You're rushing to catch a flight because you're running late or the flight itself is delayed, and you just gotta fly through the airport. So you're rolling with an Olaf equivalent almost, something that's not the same caliber, but it's basically your luggage, your everything that you're carrying with you attached to a scooter. So you can go faster and you decide, I'm going to take this business model and make it better. That's one thing that a lot of inventors and entrepreneurs do. They find a product and they decide to make it better. My question for you, Bustion, how do you know how much improvement a product needs? A lot of times you have to beat the competition, beat whoever the king is by 10x, 100x to get people to switch. What you do to make sure that your product significantly exceeded the market? Well, with the business model, that uh, we can say that something similar already exists on the market, I try to improve and make things, all the things that were bothering me better. That's as simple as, 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 it, uh, as it hurts. So it, it, it bothered me that the, the product didn't steer well, that, that the volume was too, too low, that the it was just too heavy that the that I needed to have both of my hands actually free to fold it down and uh, and and so on. So that's how that that were that were the the to do lists to improve. While with urban model we were actually going quite into unknown world. You know nothing similar exists. So that would have so many functionalities and at the moment we 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 have a let's say a, an open platform that will be a great start so i don't know where the urban model will go to into which direction into what kind of sub uh, functionalities will we add there because we are getting like uh, dozens of ideas every day from from backers Okay, yeah, I would like to have a like a photo backpack. Just I would like to drive my 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 close city areas in the morning where I have a shop. Can you just put me a, a I don't know a, a huge huge case on it that I will dr- drive all my stuff to the store in the morning. So uh, we'll see where the the story will go. I think that brings up a huge point. You're going to get feedback from the early testers, the early adopters, how do you know which ideas that people are sharing you should go with and which ones might not be worth pursuing? What's kind of your thought process? Take people through that who haven't done it before. Well, that's a, that's a tough one. You don't know, you know, you, you're, you are touching the unknown. Well, you, you, you have some ideas, what would, what would work, what would not work. You ask your colleagues, who are with you within this project? Yes, we actually do ask our backers, you know, because what actually kickstart what the crowdfunding is is a, it's a great 
testing ground for, for your idea, for the product, for the future of the product. And yes, you should listen to the backers. What do they have to say? And we'll, we'll work with them closely also when we will deliver the products. What you will, would you like to add? What, what do you think? So that's, it's a both-way communication and we'll, we'll, we'll see where we'll, we will go. That's one of the most empower, empowering parts about crowdfunding is just getting with the crowd, getting that feedback. It helps improve your products, improve your vision for the future. What are you guys planning to do? Your Kickstarter campaign is already funded. You guys are killing it. What happens next? Are you going to go the e-commerce route? Are you going to try to get into retail? Take us through your decision process. Yeah, this this is also something that actually cleared out in, in the process of this campaign. We were thinking um, about going into e-commerce, let's say, at the start of, of, of this campaign, while we have seen through this campaign that we have a product that people would like to touch, feel, try. Therefore, we will need to go into the, say, retail scene. People will need to touch, test the product before they buy one. So, yeah, we'll go into something like this. In details, I cannot tell you how we will proceed because you'd have to kill no me. Final I know, I know. It's the whole spy, the whole spy paradox. No worries. I totally no, no, no. Actually, we don't know where uh, what's what's going to be the final decision. You know, that's, that's it's it's still uh, it's still an open question, but for sure it will not be an e-commerce because we've seen that people want to try it, want to feel it, want to have a test drive, therefore products will need to be in the stores. Guys, I want to take a quick time out from the interview to tell you about a quick promotion race I'm going to be running for Art of the Kickstarter listeners. If your campaign's in launch mode now, you're running and you're trying to raise as much money as possible, the first two listeners who get back to me, they send me an email about their campaign asking for help. I'm going to give you a free Kickstarter campaign page critique. This is something I normally charge $100 for my consulting clients. I'll go through your campaign, I'll break it down, I'll give you feedback on your rewards, things you can improve upon, things to do differently, so that your campaign is even more successful. If you're not one of the first two, sorry guys, I only got so much time, you could always sign up, but either way, let's get back to the interview. Yeah, because let's face it, this is a sexy product. One of the things that I like to tell inventors is something that one of the past podcast guests told me. If you're trying to market this, if you're trying to sell it, you've got six days left in your campaign. Go take this out to malls, get it out in front of people, ride around and just amaze them. Things like this where you have an amazingly visual, hands-on product, that's a great way to showcase it. And I definitely agree with Go and Retail. What have you guys done in terms of marketing for the Olaf to make your campaign so successful? There are two, two, two things that should be um, emphasized here. For sure, we don't need, uh, let's say, a starting investment of, of, of hundreds of thousands of dollars why we have a production locally and we don't need a humongous, humongous start start business. Well, what we should have when production would be in Asia. So that's the first issue. The second issue, sorry, I've lost you. What was the question? No worries. What did you guys do before and during your campaign to market it? You succeeded really well. People can probably learn from it. So here in Slovenia, we have quite some, let's say, um, great projects that were really successful and we actually just learned from them ask them how to do it uh, a year ago i have we have no cl clue my team have no clue about the kickstarter so 
we, we started from scratch. And yes, what we know now, and actually what also we, we knew months ago, it would be great if we if our team would spend like like a summer in US, traveling through the airports, um, like meeting with journalists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We could not afford that. Um, just we 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 what we could do is just like realize the guerrilla campaign. So we had um, like a 20 prototypes that were traveled around the world for the last three months. Every, every, that every guy that would be interested could take one for a trip, for a few days, for a week trip. Every, everybody got some business cards that were being delivered through the airports, through the, through the, through the guys that found the product interesting and that's what we did we had actually we have been at the uh, one fair in february in europe in in germany but that's about it we we cannot say that we had uh, like we still have a lot of things to improve uh, in in campaign we know what we could do much better but um, we didn't went this way we just wanted to say, okay, let's try to, to put it on the market. Let's see how it will react. And uh, regarding marketing, we could do it much better, for sure. I think that's brilliant because a lot of people in today's day and age, it's the internet age, the era where people are on their computers. They're doing all their marketing through the emails. They're cold calling journalists. You guys took a completely different approach. This is a physical hands-on product. We're just going to get it out there in front of people. We're going to go through the airports, the places where people would be interested in this, and really sell it. And I think that's something a lot of people could learn from. Just get out there in front of the audience, wherever they are. Yes, that's the complete idea. You know, don't don't put your don't have your idea in in a in a in your drawer, like uh, hiding it or uh, being worried not to not to anybody would see it. Launch it there. Talk to people. Actually, really really test. Is there a market for this product? That, that's first issue. Second issue, we have a product that that's easy to show. You know, that's also a, that's a benefit of our product. You know, it, you just drive through the airport and it's there. You don't need like a two minutes um, explanation what our I don't know IT IT or or our uh, app is doing. You know, you just drive through. You just clip it on, go to the airport, and that's it. And people's jaws drop. They just want to know where can I get that because that is cool. Every time you see it, I bet you that's the reaction you're getting. Yeah, it, it's easy to show. That's the that's the benefit of our product. So that's one of the benefits. What if, what are some of the challenges you've had? You've run this about three years. You've been working on the project. What are the, some of the major challenges or setbacks you guys have had? Ooh, the, the major challenges were were let's say technological ones, meaning keeping the weight down, implementing the new the new materials into this let's say luggage luggage business because uh, we we are i origin from the technological from engineering from automotive world and uh, we implemented the complete new materials into this luggage so that that's that's the benefit of it but it makes it hard because you're doing everything completely new right yeah, uh, let's say mechanical-wise, we we knew what what we are we were doing. 
Luggage-wise, we were completely, this was completely out of the, the, the moon for us. So we, we didn't know about, about a lot about the luggage and backpacks. So we, we find some help here to create this luggage part of, of the products. But it's easy, you know, in, in terms of testing, you assemble it, you go on the street and try it. If it feels great, if it doesn't feel great, then go back to the drawing board, change it and iterate as, as many times as you don't feel comfortable. And when you do feel comfortable about the, the, the feeling, hand it to another guy uh, and so on. That's, that's, the, that's the development. It's, there's no, there's no smart words about that. It's just iteration. Just practice makes perfect. I want to jump into the launch round now. How's that sound, Boss John? Oh, uh, yeah, shoot. I got to take a time out before this launch round, guys. Today's show sponsor, eFulfillmentService.com. They're helping us make this show happen. They're helping crowdfunders everywhere to make it happen by getting their rewards out to backers on time, ahead of schedule, and with so much less stress than doing it yourself. If you're interested in crowdfunding fulfillment, go to artofthekickstart.com slash EFS. You can see what eFulfillment Service can do for you guys, how they can help your Kickstarter company grow even after the campaign. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid-fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. So first question for you, Boss John. As an inventor, who do you look to as role models or heroes, people that you've looked up to that have kind of helped you get to this point? Inventors-wise, maybe some some early 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 inventors from aviation, Wright Brothers, maybe automotive engineering history in Europe, Benz and so on. Entrepreneur, like wannabe far for sure. Like today's today's giants, like Elon Musk and so on. These are the guys that everybody is looking upon. Those are some of the greatest examples, absolutely. And you're doing this now. This is a revolution in how the way and the way people move through the world. I want a bold prediction for you for urban travel, urban design, something you expect people to be to be using, to be seeing in the next 10, 20 years. We can't even think about now in the way people move through the world. Well, urban mobility is a not will is is already a big problem, you know. So we'll need to invent something which is like smarter, faster, doesn't pollute, uh, and so on. Where this will go? Will this go into like human power, electric power? It's unknown, but for sure it will. As we can see it in the next years, will we will have like electrical supporting gadget that will help us for this last last or two, two last miles and destination. So this is Art of the Kickstart, which means we love crowdfunding. Have there been any crowdfunding campaigns in the past that have really pumped you up, ones that you just absolutely loved and made you just want to get on the platform? Yeah, there were quite quite many, for sure. Uh, there, there are the, the Slovenian guys, Fly Cly guys. A year ago, they were presenting this electrical power assist for the bicycles. And their campaign is also content close close to us because it's a it's a urban urban mobility ideas and they had a 
campaign really well, well organized, well presented, market-wise, well positioned. So they did it great, yeah. Absolutely. I think the electric-powered bikes are going to be a thing of the future. They're starting to take off, especially on Kickstarter. And last question of the launch round, Boss John. So have there been any business books, life books, that were really influential on you, on your life, and how you've gotten to this point? Not really. Although I really, I really love like autobiographic books. I just, what, a year ago I read about a book about uh, the Richard Branson story and about the guys that, you know, tried it, tried it. And the more you try once, you will succeed for sure. That's, that's the idea. That is absolutely the concept behind these books. I'm actually listening to the Richard Branson book now, uh, Losing Your Virginity in Business or something like that, um, an audiobook. And just to see the struggles these guys go through, it's real motivating. I want to jump back to you guys, to the business. So your campaign, it's almost over. There's six days left and you funded. What are some of the things you've learned from the campaign? Things you do differently, things you'd change that other people can learn from? You, Yeah, we always got the best ideas or how-to ideas from the project that failed. Not the project that were successful. That's one. That's the major, uh, the the major thing to to remember. Um, what we would change? Okay, maybe it's a bit early to 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 analyze it yet. But we, yeah, we ought to go and spend the summer, let's say, in the states or in Europe, traveling the the cities, having like a show-offs, not just randomly commuting through airports, but like semi-organized stands, meeting with journalists throughout the world, that would be the things, the campaign. But yeah, but we didn't go into this direction, you know. That's okay. There's always next time. I'm sure you guys will have another campaign with all the success you've had. And it is really hard for European countries because Kickstarter is primarily US-based, but at least it's starting to expand. And last question for you, Bastian. You've been an awesome guest. I want to let you go. I know you've got a pretty high caliber journalist calling you soon, but I want one piece of advice for entrepreneurs, inventors out there, people that are trying to change the world. If you could tell them one thing, what would it be? As already said, don't put your ideas into drawer. Show them to the people. Go on to the world with them because it's not the idea. People, investors, uh, VCs, whatever, they are. they want you as an inventor with a project it's not just don't be like crazy jealous about your idea or 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 put it there it's always you behind so don't have a that endless fear about stealing ideas and so on that's that's my that's my main proposal guys i hope i hope you were taking note of that because Ideas are absolutely worthless. It's all about execution. You guys are executing right now with Olaf. Thank you so much for coming on today, Boss John. You've been an amazing guest. I want to give you a chance now. Pitch the campaign. Pitch Olaf. Why should people check you guys out? Where can they find you? Share the story. Yeah, the campaign is running for six day, six more days. All the all the links are are, are within Olaf Scooter. And also at, the, at our main domain, olaf-scooter.com. Check our social media, our links. Uh, it's great stories, so check us out.
Guys, check them out. This is a really cool product. Even if you're just looking on how to build an amazing Kickstarter campaign, check out the video. They absolutely nailed it in terms of just a smooth, awesome design. Look them, look them up. And maybe just thank Boss John for coming on sharing the story. Thank you so much, Boss John. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Art of the Kickstart, where we believe makers, inventors, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. I'm your host, Matt Ward, and it's been a pleasure guiding you through this journey of creation and innovation. I hope you're inspired by this and check out artofthekickstart.com to get more information and tactics to help you launch your own business, product, and dreams.